here's the thing is cap rates are very important, yet they're not important. They really help us determine the value of a property, yet they can be misleading depending on the type of property you're buying. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hey, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I've got Matt Jones with me for another Hump Day Hustle. I, of course, am Todd Dexheimer, the host. And uh, Matt and I are excited to talk to you today. And we're going to be talking about some cap rates today. But before we get started, Matt, happy Thanksgiving. I hope your Thanksgiving was absolutely excellent. And uh, we were able to celebrate what we're thankful for because all of us are thankful for some amazing things that we've had in our lives. And I don't care if you've had some devastating things in your life. I do care, quite frankly. I'm sorry if you have. But you have had amazing, amazing things in your life, and there's always stuff to be thankful for. And we need to stop, think, and reflect about that. So, um, Matt, what's new with you? Anything new, anything exciting, or lessons learned? Uh, well, something new. I'm planning my first 1031 uh, tax exchange with one of my properties, so I'm excited for that to uh, you know, put off paying some of the taxes from the capital gains. Perfect. Uh, and then uh, how about yourself? Anything new or exciting with you? Well, I got a follow-up question, Matt, because yes. – uh, following on the theme of Thanksgiving, Matt, what's one thing that you're very thankful for right now? You know, I'm thankful for, I guess, the education uh, that I've had in real estate uh, to open my eyes. Uh, otherwise, I would be just working at uh, a job thinking that, I, oh, I need to work until I'm 65 and then hopefully I can retire off my uh, you know, savings accounts and such. Um, but so I'm, I'm just really thankful that I found a, a better way, a different way uh, to live my life. I love it. I love it. Cool. And how about yourself? What are you thankful for? Man, there's just so much to be thankful for. But I think first and foremost, I, I'm absolutely thankful and blessed for, with my family. You know, my wife, um, she's amazing. And then I've got, you know, two just absolutely awesome kids. So excited for uh, and thankful for, for them. It, it's a blessing and absolutely same thing as what you said, excited and thankful that uh, real estate, um, and I don't want to call real estate the necessary, the thing that I'm thankful for, but just finding that entrepreneurial path that I've found um, to be able to understand there's a, there's a different way and a way to set yourself up for you know, success and happiness without being tied to necessarily that W-2, um, be, be necessarily dependent on everybody else, but be able to create your own path and create your own reality. Absolutely. So, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So today's topic, what are we talking about? 
uh, cap rates, also known as capitalization rates, but cap rates for short. Yep. Uh, so cap rates are uh, one metric for determining uh, how well a property is performing. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not the only metric, but I think it is an important one, uh, just sort of a, as a, a snapshot to see whether a property is, is worth it or not. Uh, yep. And uh, to calculate it, it's actually pretty simple. So you just need to know two figures, the uh, net operating expense or uh, net operating income, rather, yep. as well as the, you know, the value of the property. Uh, so like how, how much it sold for last, perhaps. And the net operating income is you take all of the income uh, that it has on an annual basis, and then you minus out the regular operating expenses. And so that uh, involves like taxes, insurance, property management fees, uh, repairs, maintenance, other miscellaneous expenses that you might have. And then what you have left over uh, is the net operating income. What about your mortgage? Mortgage is not included in this. You don't, you don't uh, include that in this calculation. What about uh, big expenses like uh, a roof or uh, you know capital capital expenditures? Are, are you including that? Uh, no, I, I don't believe so uh, I, because those would be separate. Yeah, so so that's a, a I, I kind of set you up. That's a kind of a trick question. It, that really it really honestly depends. Hmm. And so some people say yes, we include that. Some people say no. Um, I, when I'm calculating, of course, on the buy, I'm including a capital improvement line item of $300 per unit, uh, per year. When I'm going on the sell end and I'm trying to promote it, I'm taking out the capital improvement, $300. I'm not including that in. Um, and I'm saying, Hey, we're selling this thing at a, whatever, a five cap or six cap or whatever, but we're not including those numbers in. So, you know. It's kind of a trick question. I suppose it depends on uh, you know who's operating the property and and what you're trying to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, as you can see right there, cap rates are sometimes a little bit misleading. Um, that of course, the three hundred dollars is not going to change it drastically, um, but sometimes we can manipulate them a little bit to kind of change the the cap rate. Mm -hmm. Yep, that makes sense. So anyway, you take the, the net operating income and you divide it by the value of the property, you know, gotcha. perhaps, perhaps either you know, what you're, you, um, it was just sold for or what you're trying to sell it for, and uh, that will give you what the cap rate is. Yep. And if you know the cap rate, we could figure out if we have the cap rate in the area, the, the prevailing cap rate, if we know that a typical property sells for a five cap, we can figure out if we know the net operating income, we can figure out the value of that, mm -hmm. right? By, yep. by multiplying those. So exactly. Um, awesome. So I'm, I'm wondering what, uh, how do you determine what a, a good cap rate is uh, for an area or for a property? <laughs> big question. <laughs> yeah, big question. So here's, let me just uh quick go over the, cause there's, see, here's the thing is cap rates are, very important, yet they're not important. They really help us determine the value of a property, yet they can be misleading depending on the type of property you're buying. So where cap rate is, I think, so cap rate's really important if you're in, in this business on understanding what the value is or what the future value can be. 
Now, when we're doing value add, value add means we're doing some sort of typically work. Uh, we don't always have to do work, but we're doing something to change the net operating income of the building to increase it, right? So when we're buying on value add, we might not be nearly as concerned about what the going in cap rate is. Uh, we might be willing to buy a cap rate of 4% in a market that sells for 5% because we see that there's a lot of upside. So sometimes we don't care as much going in as we do on the back end of the selling and trying to understand, okay, what can this property be worth? So cap rates are still important. And when we have to understand what our strategy is, where cap rates are really important is if you have just a yield play property where the thing's already up and running, everything's running right. Well, we want to buy it at market cap or potentially above market cap, right? We, we, so we're buying it below value. That's our goal. So that's where cap rates are really important if you're buying a yield play. Um, so, it's going to determine our value, right? So that, that's, the, I guess that's the biggest importance. What, so go back to your question. What was your question again? I want to make sure I answer it right. Uh, how do you determine, uh, you know, what a good cap rate is for an area yeah. or for a specific property within an area? Yeah. So uh, first of all, it's got to be based on, on your definition of what a good property is and what a good cap rate is, what good returns are. But how do we determine what properties are selling for? And if we're even getting a good deal, an average deal or a bad deal, is we want to know what the cap rates are in the area. So there's a couple of ways to do that. There's research tools that typically you have to pay for, like Yardy Matrix, like CoStar, um, like uh, Reese. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch more. So those are tools that'll give you the cap rates in the area. There's also brokers and broker reports that can give you cap rates in the area. Now you got to be a little careful for the, with them because if they've got if they've got a reason to manipulate or to maybe not tell 100% of the story, you have to be cautious, right? If they're looking out, potentially looking out for their interest, you have to be cautious. So if you're asking the broker that's listing it, what the cap rate in the area is, and they say, well, it's about a five cap. Well, does about a five cap mean it's, it's a five cap or does that mean it's a 5.9 cap? You know, that's still about a five cap. Um, so, and then the, I would say the next, the next, is appraisers. So having good appraisers on your team is really important because, and actually mortgage brokers too. They've got all the research data. They know what properties have sold. Um, so having your, that's why having your team in place is important because it's a couple of quick phone calls, especially if you don't want to pay for, or if you don't have a subscription to any of those uh, that I've been talking about, like Reese and, and CoStar and Yardy and we don't have those. Well, who do you who do you lean to for advice? So if we can go to the broker, appraiser, property manager, and broker, mortgage broker, we can ask all of them and survey them, and they all say the cap rate in the area is you know five percent. Well, then we know it's a five percent. If they're all over the board, well, then we got to probably dig in and do some more research, get a report from one of them. So yeah. help. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I, I get the sense that if a particular property's cap rate is, you know, much higher than uh, what would be typical f uh, for that kind of property in that area, then it's either maybe it's a great deal or maybe there's something really wrong with the deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, it, or, or it could be that the numbers are being misrepresented. Hmm. You know, uh, maybe our expenses are way out of line, right? So maybe, maybe we, we have a, a seller that is self-managing, so they're not putting any management expense in there. They're self-managing and they're doing a lot of maintenance kind of on the cheap in-house or they're just not doing a lot of maintenance and they're skipping the maintenance. So that's not an expense item. Um, so we got to kind of look for things like that. When I determine my net operating income and the cap rate, I'm not necessarily relying solely on the seller's numbers. Do I look at them? Do I lean on them a little bit? Yes. But if I look at a number and go, I cannot manage this property for 2%. That's just, there's no possible way. Am I going to put 2% in there? No, I'm going to put three and a half or four or three or whatever I can manage it for. If I look at it and go, man, they're spending 175 bucks a unit on maintenance. That's not even possible. You know, well, what, am I going to put the 175 bucks? No, absolutely not. I'm going to put my number in there that I know and that my property manager and I have talked about. So we have to be realistic. So I would say, yeah, cap rate, if, if you're able to buy it at a, at a nice high cap rate. So again, market caps at a five, we're able to buy it at seven. You've got to go, okay, what's wrong with our property? Why, especially in this market, today's market. Now, if it's a market like in 2008, 2009, 10, where people are desperate, the reason might be because they're just desperate. They just want to get rid of the damn property. So. And then it's a great deal. Then it's a great deal. Then you got to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, you know, how, how do you determine whether a cap rate that you're being told is, is accurate? Like, um, uh, again, it, it, the survey, you know, if you've got, if you've got four people telling you completely different cap rates, well, then we have to dig in deeper. If you got four people are telling you very, very similar cap rates, five to five and a quarter. Well, we know we're between five and five and a quarter, but uh, those re the reports that I talked about, the paid for reports, those are accurate. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of data and you can pull the data properly. If you, if you're doing the data pull yourself, well, just make sure that uh, either way, I guess, if you're doing it yourself or somebody else is doing it for you, uh, a broker, real estate broker, mortgage broker, appraiser, uh, property manager, they all probably have subscriptions um, to at least one major uh, service provider in the market. Make sure their data that they're pulling is, is like kind properties, properties that fit. You know, again, like I said, if they've got reason to manipulate, potentially manipulate the numbers, you've got to really make sure that, that those numbers are accurate. So we want to make sure the comps are comps. We want to make sure there's not better comps to be pulling from. Um, and even if we're doing our own research, like are those the properties that we should be actually pulling comps on? And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that's like, sometimes the property right next door is not that accurate of comp. Maybe that thing's super nice, brand new, 
you know, uh, or maybe it's super old and run down um, and being totally mismanaged. Well, that's not a comp. If it sold two years ago and it was a foreclosure, a year ago and it was a foreclosure, well, that's not a comp. Like, so we've, just because it's right next door doesn't mean it's a comp. It might be two miles away and still be a comp. But if it's in a totally different class neighborhood, and I've, I see this in some marketing packages by real estate brokers, not all the time, but sometimes, they'll use a property that's in a completely different area. And it might even be close by. It might be only a half mile away, but they're using a comp that's on the other side of the railroad track type of thing, you know, on the other side of the freeway where you go, well, that's all kind of like A-class stuff. And this property is in the C-class neighborhood. Like these aren't comps, but they, yet they used it because maybe they're the similar age buildings or something like that. And they're close to each other. If you don't know any different, you're going to get a bad reading of the market. And how do cap rates differ uh, between the, the classifications of properties, A versus uh, B, C, or D? Yeah, uh, very good question. I mean, our cap rates are going to vary uh, based on risk factor, right? So A is considered low risk uh, with a low amount of kind of management and just, just safe, right? Safe, we've got a new, typically a new building or, or very nicely remodeled building. We've got area classifications and building classifications. So I'm just going to talk like they're the same right this second. So I might have a, a really nice area with a nice new building. That's an A. That's very low risk profile. We don't have a lot that's going to go wrong right away. Um, it's, it's brand new. Things are still under warranty oftentimes with the contractors, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. We've got our B class um, that's going to be, you know, a little bit older, that 1980s, 1990s, maybe early 2000s. Um, and then we've got a neighborhood that's, you know, it's working class. It's, it's uh, you know, kind of your middle management, lower management, um, but still, still, you know, high-ish paid jobs, I guess, middle, middle class. Um, and then you've got your, your C-class, which are typically older buildings, you know, 1970s, 60s, 50s, and so on. And then you've got, uh, you know, more like the laborers, uh, maybe some government assistance, um, that type. And then, and then you've got the, the D-class, which are going to be, you know, a lot of government assistance, um, people in and out of jobs potentially, um, you know, high risk, I guess, tenants, tenants that maybe have credit, major credit problems, crime, crime problems, uh, crime history, um, that type of stuff. And then of course, very old products. So, so it's all based on risk profile, right? And, and it really varies depending on the market of, of where the cap rate flow goes. You know, sometimes you might see an A class at a four and a half cap and a B class at a five cap and a C class at a five and a half cap and a D class might be at a six cap. But other markets are more spread out than that. We might have a four and a half for our A. We might have a, a six for our B. We might have an eight for our C. And we might have a 10 plus for our D. So it depends on the market and where you're at, how tight and competitive it is um, to determine the spread of the cap rates. But there are, there's always going to be a spread. And if there's not a spread, and the tighter that spread, the more you should be looking at potentially going to that A, A minus type property. 
Because again, the risk profile is typically less on an A, A minus property. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. And how much do cap rates vary uh, depending on the market uh, in Uh, the United States? Wildly, wildly. I mean, you know, you go into a market like, San Francisco, for instance, and you're going to see, I don't even know their cap. So I'm just putting numbers out there, by the way. So if you're from that area and you go, Hey, you're way freaking off. I'm sorry. I probably am. Um, but let's say San Francisco, you know, you're going to get your a class property for a, you know, let's call it a three cap. I mean, I know it's low. I don't know exactly again, um, where you might go to a Cleveland, Ohio and your a class. Again, I don't know Cleveland cap rates either. So I might be off on this, but your Cleveland cap rate might be at a six cap. Um, and their spread. I know, I know this is a, a fact in both markets, San Francisco's spread between an a and a C is not that big of a spread. You might be at a three for a, for an a and maybe for a C you're at a four or five. Where in, in a market like a Cleveland, you might be at a six for an A and you might be at a, at a 10 or, or 12 for a C. You know, so you got a bigger spread there, um, definitely on, those, on the markets. Typically, the tighter and the more competitive the market is, the tighter the spread between the classes are going to be. And what sort of cap rates do you look for in the, the properties that you're considering? Yeah. I mean, uh, it goes back to just uh, what we talked about earlier. Uh, the strat- It depends on your strategy. So my, my strategy is a value add strategy. So when I go in and look at a property, am I looking at cap rate going in? I'm not looking at what I'm buying for on the in. I'm looking at where my exit is and is there enough equity that I'm creating to create the returns necessary for my investors to where I can sell it at a cap rate that's, you know, consistent enough. So, um, you know, let, let's just say I got a, a market cap rate of a six. I want to make sure after my value add, I'm definitely higher than a six, right? I got to be, you know, probably closer to a seven after my value add, maybe even higher. So I have some equity to be able to play with when I sell it. I want to make sure I'm not upside down after I do my value add, after I do my renovation. So, I know it doesn't really answer your question. 
because that's not how I look at it. So again, cap rates are really important, but they're only one determining factor on whether my projects are going to be successful. I do still look at cash on cash returns. I look at overall uh, equity multiplier, uh, meaning, you know, how much money I put in there, how, what am I multiplying my money by? So if I have to put in a million dollars in five to seven years, can I get 2 million out of it? Um, I look at my internal rate of return. Um, I'm looking at the risk profile of the property. Um, you know, overall cash on cash, all that, the strategy behind it, whether we can complete it or not. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of different factors. And you're, uh, you know, for our listeners, uh, the, you know, the value add, you, by adding value to the property, you're either, you know, increasing uh, revenue or decreasing expenses. Or both. And, and, or, yeah, absolutely both. And then uh, as a result, the, the value of the property increases. Uh, and then if you're, um, and your cap rate might increase or stay the same based on what you're going to sell it at. Yeah. I mean, look, if you can increase your rents by a hundred bucks a unit, um, you can create a ton of value right there. You can just instantly you're, you're printing money basically. Right. And so that's the power of doing a value add. Um, so what I, I, I want to shift though to where cap rates have been, where they're at right now and where I think, and we think they're going. So let's shift to that. So you, you talked about this a little bit already during yeah. the, the recession, you know, 2007 to 10 or so, uh, where were cap rates then? Well, my, I mean, much higher, right? So, so I don't, again, it's very, very market driven, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably a hundred to, to 200 basis points higher than they are right now and, and potentially even more depending on the market. So, you know, you might be seeing a market where your, where your B class property is selling at a five and a half cap. And back in 2010, that same B class property was selling for a seven cap. And that's very, those are very real um, numbers. I mean, that, that's absolutely how things have been. So we're probably anywhere between a hundred and 200 basis point difference in most major markets on, on class by class, um, value difference. And then, uh, um, how about before the recession, you know, in the years leading up to it, where are the cap rates then? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what some, something important to be kind of looking at is where they've been. So, um, that is not quite as drastic, but you're probably anywhere between, you know, 25 to a hundred basis points difference between, you know, between from, from last peak to right now, where last peak you might, you know, B class property might've been at a, you know, let's call it six. And now it's at a five and a half. Maybe it was at a five and three quarter. Now it's at a five and a half. And again, it's going to vary depending on the market, but like take Minneapolis, for instance, we're about 50 basis points or so different than, uh, than the last peak. Uh, we're, we're, our cap rates are lower, which means properties are selling for more based on the income. And uh, um, like a hundred basis points is 1% or, or one cap. Um, right, right. So yeah, a hundred basis points would be going from a five to a six. Yep. Yeah. 
and how about now? What what uh, what do you see the normal cap rates as right now? So, what do I see now, or what do I? How, how do I? How am I reading where they're going? Uh, where, where are they now? And then after that, where where are they going? Yeah, I mean, we're we're the most compressed we've seen really in our in our history. I mean, we're as compressed as it's ever been, and or, or equal equal to or more compressed than it's ever been. So that's that's what it's at right now. And that's just reality. We've got a very kind of tight money market. Everybody's looking to place money. And so money is, is getting or, or interest rates and, and uh, expectations are getting tighter and real estate is seen overall real estate is seen as a very viable financial option where before I don't know that it, was as much. It was more of a niche market where I think right now it's not nearly as niche as it's been and it's more, much more institutionalized. So that's, I guess, the factors, some of the factors of why we're seeing these compressed cap rates. And do you think that they're going to continue to become more compressed and smaller or, or how, what do you see in the future? I, to me, all signs point to not much change in it. And I know that's dangerous to say because we go, well, there's always market cycles. And I still, I do definitely think real estate is going to have a market cycle and market correction. And, but I think the overall trend and now what might happen is, is we've seen these cap rates go from, you know, where they were down to this five, call it a five cap, whatever. Um, so from, from a six down to a five, what might happen again is, in the next correction, maybe we go up to a six, where the last correction we went up to a seven. We might go up to a six, but I feel like we're going to come back down very quickly, and we're going to be back to that five and maybe even less. I feel, even if a recession happens, that overall, we might see a blip in the radar, but overall, our cap rates are staying compressed. They're staying low. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. And I'm not convinced that even a recession is going to change the cap rate very much as far as is it going uh, up too much. But I think there's some factors that play into this. I think, first of all, our, our money, there's so much money out there that needs to find a home that has interest, okay? That puts downward pressure, supply and demand. I think we're in a global economy, something, or I know we're in a, we're in a global economy, something we've never really seen before. Look at the last recession in the, in, in the economy and the recessions before it. We've never been in such a big global economy before. Canada just increased its purchases in U.S. real estate, I think, by 176% uh, from a year ago today. Wow. Or, or last month or whatever the statistic was from. Middle East increased by 48%. Now, some markets have decreased. Europe overall has decreased. Um, Asia overall has decreased. But we're in this global economy. People look at U.S. real estate as a very safe investment. And we've got yet the highest cap rates of, I think, of all developed countries like us. You know, countries that we would say are on a fairly equal playing field economically as us. So 
when we look at that and we go, okay, China has cap rates, you know, like zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asia, most of Asia are are in the low single digits. You know, Canada's in the Canada's definitely lower than us on their cap rates. Uh, you know, three four percent. Australia is really low. Australia. As well. I mean, when you look at that and go, okay, their cap rates are so compressed and we got this global economy, that's why I think it's going to stay low. The other thing is I think interest rates, I don't see them going up. I mean, we've been talking about interest rates rising since I started in real estate back in 2008. Interest rates went down very quickly and they're talking about them going up and they've just continued to go down with a couple little ups, but mostly down. I don't see that changing. I think we're going to keep these low interest rates. Again, we have some of the highest interest rates in, in all the developed world. And so where is it going to go? I, I, so I think overall, with all the things that are going on, we have compressed cap rates here to stay for, for the long-term outlook. Um, the other thing too is real estate is, I already said it, real estate is becoming more and more institutionalized. And when I look at it, even all throughout all asset classes, you know, commercial, most of commercial, industrial, um, retail, that has been uh, inst- <laughs> nice with your cat. That has been institutionalized for a while here and becoming more and more. Um, but the, the multifamily, is really shifted since the, since the last recession. Uh, mobile home parks and self-storage are really seeing a lot of institutional money be attracted to them. So it's just becoming more and more institutionalized, which ultimately drives down uh, cap rates. So if that answers your question, I think yep. they're staying still or maybe what? even going down. I mean, that, that's good because, uh, you know, if they're at, at the same or, or similar, then there's a lot of stability in there. Um, uh, better projections on uh, what can, you can expect in the future. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's good and it's bad, right? I mean, it's good if we see stability because we know then how to underwrite. The problem is, um, do we know truly this is going to be stable? We do have some things that are, are some some wild cards, you know, with the, with the economy is always a wild card. Mm. Um, potential, you know, potential wars are always a wild card. Uh, Donald Trump is a wild card. Um, you know, the Democrats fighting with Donald Trump and the Republicans, uh, all that uh, divisiveness, that's a Donald, uh, that's a Donald, a wild card. Um, you know, I think, the political environment overall, I would say, is a wild card. So there's things that are completely out of our control that we just can't control. And we probably can't really get caught up too much in. Do we want to be educated in it? Yeah, but we can't get too caught up in it. Uh, those are still out of our control. So I would love for real estate uh, to, you know, to take a, take a hit and have opportunity because I would love to be buying a lot more real estate, but that's just not where we're at. And I don't see massive changes coming. And even when they do, like I said, I just see sure a change 
will happen. Real estate will have a cycle, but I think overall we're stuck in this low cap rate environment for the long term. And a recession might raise it, but that's a temporary thing. We're stuck down low for a while. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. Any other uh, cap rate questions? Any more brain busters for me? One last question. So I, I know uh, you're focusing on value add properties. I also yeah. see a lot of building going on. Uh, you know, a lot of new properties being put up. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are the cap rates on, on new builds versus value add? Yeah. I mean, typical new builds going to be, uh, you know, their cap rate. Well, it's hard to say because the cap rates based on a sale, right? Not just an acquisition. So Mm -hmm. when you're looking at if they were to sell that property, they're going to sell very similar to what any other A-class building is going to sell for. Uh, Maybe at the, at the high end because it's brand new construction. So if the market's bearing a five cap, they might sell at a, you know, four to four and three quarter to a five and a quarter cap somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, what, what are they all in at? Well, hopefully if they're building, they're, they're all in um, cost is you know, less than if they sold it um, so they could make some profit. So, you know, hopefully they're all in and, and they're actually all in cost is a, you know, five and three quarter cap when the market's going to sell at a, at a five cap or something like that. So usually they've got some margin there. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for you, Todd. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, for our listeners, would love to have your comments on cap rates, kind of what you're thinking, what, what's going to happen uh, with that cap rate. Maybe you have different uh, thought and philosophy than I do or Matt does. And so if you want to reach out to us, definitely do that. You can go on to Facebook and, um, uh, you know, reach out or, or make comments on YouTube as well. So. Yep. Awesome. Uh, that's all I got, Matt. Have a good rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday. <laughs>